Hello and welcome to the 11th episode of the Commander's Contingencies podcast. There's a lot of news today and we're going a lot of over a lot of stuff, including Commander 2020, Jumpstart, Ikoria, no more new Planeswalker decks, Challenger decks, my opinion on hybrid mana, and two decks of Wart the Raid Mother deck and a Ludovic uh, and Ravos Secret Zedru deck. Um, from now on, I will be putting time blocks in the description. So if you want to skip to a specific part, go ahead. This is going to be a long episode. All right, let's begin with the news. So first of all, I'm going to talk about the Commander 2020. So Commander 2020, there was a live stream and they told the themes of the five Commander decks. We have Ruthless Regiment, Arcane Maelstrom, Symbiotic Swarm, Timeless Wisdom, and Enhanced Evolution. And yes, you heard that right. There are five commander decks this time. So, uh, I'm just going to go over my speculations. Some are more clear than others, uh, but whatever. So, my speculations are enhanced evolution, I think is actually just an evolution deck, uh, which evolve is a mechanic that you can pay a mana and put a level up counter on it and it'll have different effects um depending on what level it's on which fits great with the ikoria theme and i'm sure that it'll get reprinted building your own monster leveling up your own monster fits really really well plus our uh, enhanced evolution um so i think it's probably a simic deck uh, next is Maelstrom, Arcane Maelstrom. Arcane Maelstrom, I would speculate, is, is it Spellslinger? Um, because Arcane, uh, is basically hints towards instants and sorceries, and Maelstrom is, basically means red, but usually it means Teamer, or is it, or just red. Uh, next is Symbiotic Swarm. I'm going to speculate that that is Golgari Tokens. Uh, Ruthless Regiment. Uh, Boros Aggro or Rakdos Negative 1, Negative 1 counters. So I would say Boros Aggro is the most likely because of the way that it fits in with my other speculations and the color pie in order for it to be evenly balanced. But it does seem a little bit more likely, going off purely the name, that it would be Rakdos negative one, negative one counters. For those of you that don't know, Ruthless is sort of a key phrase that R&D uses for negative one, negative one counter effects. Timeless Wisdom. Honestly, I have no idea what this is, but if we're going with the um cycles and through process of elimination it would be ors or that is super questionable i honestly have no idea what it is but who knows 
So this is great because there are the enemy colors. And the issue, the thing, the reason that that's good is because most lands are ally colors. So hopefully they'll print a land cycle or two in all the decks. Maybe they'll print the battle bond lands. Hopefully they print the battle bond lands. I'm also going to speculate that there's normal legends, not Planeswalker legends. Um, so this will be coming out April 24th. And there will be 71 cards that you'll find only in these five decks. The cards aren't standard, pioneer, or modern legal. Just like the pre contents of previous commander decks. So, that is Commander 2020. Next up we have jumpstart jumpstart is a new quote unquote a new kind of play experience inside a new kind of booster so jumpstart is like another format and it's going to be coming out july 3rd so i'm just going to quote what the article says at its foundation jumpstart is simple grab two boosters shuffle them together and you're ready to go but a closer look reveals an intricate play experience unlike anything in Magic. It works like this. Each Jumpstart booster includes 20 cards. All 20 cards fit a theme and most themes have multiple variations, enough to make 121 possible 20 card lists inside any given pack. Themes range from the familiar, quote unquote Garrick, to the curious, Doctor. And two themes sometimes to come together to un to form an unlikely mishmash. Dr. Garrick. If you've ever wanted to make a cat pirate deck, well, meow is the time. There are even special mythic rare packs that don't have variations at all. Just the one card list. Because there's only one true unicorn deck. Jumpstart is different than anything we've done before, so here are some key things to know about this product releasing on July 3rd. Each booster contains 20 cards centered on a theme. What the theme booster each what theme booster each booster contains is randomized, but each themed 20 cards will be sealed inside the pack and labeled. One in three boosters include an extra rare. It's loaded with reprints, almost 500. And Jumpstart introduces 37 new cards for the game. These will not be standard pioneer or modern legal. They are leg legal in Legacy, Vintage, and Commander. It is closely side tied to Corset 2021. They share a lot of content and release near one another, but Jumpstart is a standalone product. All, all cards are legal in eternal formats, and every card includes one basic land with art that matches the pack theme. A few of them use thematically appropriate lands from M21, but most use brand new themed land art from for Jumpstart. And there's also going to be a pre-release for it. So this is cool. Um, it's great. Uh, I think this is gonna be really fun. It's, I mean, Wizards has been experimenting a lot with new ideas and new ways to make business decisions, etc. So, I don't know, I, I think it depends on how well this does, whether they'll do it again. All right, 
So next is there's a couple as a small amount in more information all about Icoria. First of all, there will be a box topper for Icoria. Second of all, it will release on the 16th. There's also key art that is Vivian Reed. So Vivian Reed will probably be printed in it. Uh, obviously, that's just speculation that it is Vivian Reed, but it looks pretty, pretty close. Um, also, on the official Wizards Play Network page that is now removed, most likely published too early, it was revealed that, quote-unquote, a set of double-sided keywords will be included in the pre-release pack. So, I don't honestly know what that means. A set of double-sided keyword counters. Um, I'm guessing that's like a counter for something that would give it a keyword. I'm not sure exactly what that means. Uh, you can speculate if you want. Um, but anyways, so they are also getting rid of Planeswalker decks except for for corsets. And they're replacing them with challenger decks. Challenger challenger decks are great. Challenger decks, if you don't know, they have been released before, but they got canceled for some reason. Um, but there's four of them, and they're basically just good budget standard decks. And you're not gonna be embarrassed pulling one out. It's similar to pulling out a commander pre-con. Like, no, it's not really matched up against the other car uh, other decks, but you're not completely screwed and you have a chance. So, uh, I found the deck lists released somewhere on the internet, but I was not able to find it again. Plus, this episode is really long. I'm not going to go over them, but they do look pretty good. All right. So, next up, um, oh, there's been a lot of just talk in the community community about hybrid mana. So, hybrid mana symbols are cards that have in their mana cost, there's a little symbol that has a split in between two colors. And there's a lot, the official rule right now for commander is that you cannot play those cards unless you have all of those colors in your commander's color identity. But there's been a lot of controversy in the community saying that maybe that should be changed after Mark Rosewater said that in Drive to Work podcast. I personally think that it should not be legal. Honestly, I would not mind. I'd love if it were legal because I have a deck that plays blue for a single mana pip that is a hybrid mana. That'd be great for me. But I think overall for the format, it's a terrible idea. It is a slippery slope. The second that people think, oh, I can play that, it'll just get into the next questionable thing. It's not, it's a slippery slope. And I think that keeping it simple, if there is a mana cost, if there is a color pip outside of your commander's color identity, in the rules text or mana cost, you cannot play it. It is very simple. 
The only thing that I want changed is cards that simply have the border of a specific color. I think that that is completely ridiculous and must be changed because it is complete. It is very confusing and quite counterintuitive. Uh, so that's my opinion. Um, but I honestly don't expect a change. I think that eventually they will change the border rule. For example, Elberus, the Binding Blade, is 7 for an artifact equipment. Equipped creature gets plus 1, plus 0. And when it deals combat, when equipped creature deals combat damage to a player, you can flip Elberus, the Binding Blade, and unattach it. And on the other side, it's like a 13-13 flying demon, and whenever an opponent loses the game, you put 13 plus 1 plus 1 counters on it. So, because the frame on the flip side of that card is black, you cannot play it in decks that don't have black. That is absolutely ridiculous, makes no sense, and should not be how it works. Uh, but that is my opinion. I think that they might, I think that the rules committee might change that at some point. Probably not for a while. Alright, next up I have a YouTube channel. Uh, now I have uploaded everything. There isn't much to say for video content. I simply put my logo up for most of the episodes. It depends on the episode. Sometimes I put some random images associated, but and didn't didn't link it to the time. Sometimes I did link it to the time. It totally depends. But I have a YouTube channel. It's not really intended to be watched. It's just intended to be listened to as another podcasting platform. Next is there's a Wizards of the Coast poll. I have no idea if it'll still be active when I release this episode, but it's a thing. I will post a link in the description, and you should go and do it and get your opinion out. Alright, that is all the news, so I'm going to go over what, go over my decks now. So what is the Commander Quest? Commander Quest is the goal that I'm eventually trying to achieve, building a deck with every single card in Magic the Gathering and no overlap. So today I have two decks, a donation deck and a Wart the Raid Mother deck. First, I'm going to go over the Wart the Raid Mother deck. Oh no, I'm developing Warts. All right, so the idea of this deck is to use Wart Wart the Raid Mother is four hybrid red green, hybrid red green for a 3 3 legendary creature goblin shaman. When Wart the Raid Mother enters the battlefield, create two 1 1 red and green goblin warrior creature tokens. Each red or, or green instant or sorcery spell you cast has conspire. Uh, as you cast that spell, the spell, you may tap two untapped creatures you control that share a color with it. When you do, Copy it, and you may choose new targets for the copy. So, the idea is to cast basically spells that give me tokens, and then use those tokens to copy more spells that give me tokens. And then eventually when 
with the team pump effect or some other similar effect. All right, so let's get into the deck. So again, simple land base. I have 26 forests and 12 mountains. Creatures, only two. Um, as I've said in the past, I am running a lot of a lot of creatures in my past decks and I want to balance that out more. So I have a lot of instants and sorceries in this deck. Um, Michaeloth. Michaeloth is three green green for a four four creature fungus. Devour two. As this enters the battlefield, you may sacrifice any number of creatures. This creature enters the battlefield with twice that many plus one plus one counters on it. And at the beginning of your upkeep, put a one one green sapling creature token on for each plus one plus one counter on Michaeloth. So if it survives around the table, you can get double the amount of, that you sacrificed. If it's if it goes around twice, you get four times. It's great. Now most of the time it's gonna get removed. That's why you have to be pretty conservative. But if you just sacrifice two creatures, then you'll just get four every single turn and your opponents will have to remove that. So it's quite good. Uh, next up, we have Tillinelli's Summoner. Tillinelli's Summoner is one in a red for a one one ascend. If you control 10 or more permanents, permanents, you get the city's blessing for the rest of the game. And when Tillinelli's Summoner attacks, you may pay X and a red if you do create X11 red elemental creature tokens that are tapped and attacking. At the beginning of the next end step, exile those tokens unless you have the city's blessing. You'll have the city's blessing. You just have to have 10 or more non-land permanents at any point, which if you simply cast this on turn two, sure, you won't get it when you attack on turn three but you'll get it pretty darn quickly, even on turn five. Turn five, you have it, you have five lands, you, you attack and create four one ones, that is 10 permanents. That is pretty early in the game, and that is with literally no other permanents. It's great. Arachnogenesis is two and a green for an instant. Put X12 green spider creature tokens with reach onto the battlefield, where X is the number of creatures attacking you. Prevent all combat damage that would be dealt this turn by non-spider creatures. So, because I'm running warp, I can duplicate it and get twice X12s, and I won't take any damage. That's a lot of creatures. Uh, next up, we have Artifact Mutation. Artifact Mutation is red-green. For an uh, instant, destroy target artifact. It can't be regenerated. Create X11 red Sorry. Create X11 green sapperling creature tokens, where X is that artifact's converted mana cost. So I can duplicate that and get rid of two artifacts and get rid of and get lots of sapperlings. Bayloth Cage Trap is three green green for an instant trap. If an opponent had an artifact enter the battlefield under his or her control this turn, you may pay one in a green rather than pay Bayloth Cage Trap's mana cost. And hey, create a four four green beast creature token. Beast attack, two green 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 for an instant. Create a four four green beast creature token. Flashback, two green green green. So, 
I can just create a create two four fours and then tap those four fours and then create two more four fours. It's great. Cobra trap. Cobra trap is four green green for an instant trap. If a non-creature permanent under your control was destroyed this turn by a spell or ability an opponent controlled, you may pay green rather than pay cobra trap. Cobra traps mana cost. And you put four one one green snake creature tokens onto the battlefield. Dance with Devils. Dance with Devils Devils is three in a red for an instant. Put two one one red devil creature tokens onto the battlefield. They have whenever this creature dies, it deals one damage to target creature or player. Druid's Deliverance is one in a green for an instant. Prevent all combat damage that would be dealt to you this turn. Populate. Create a token that's a copy of a creature you control. Again, another frog that also gets me value by getting me creatures. Elephant Ambush is two green green for an instant. Put a three three green elephant creature token into play. And flashback six green green. And I can flash it back. So I can create two three threes and then I can even flash it back to make two more three threes. Faded Intervention is two green, green, green for an instant. Put two, three, three green centaur enchantment creature tokens onto the battlefield. If it's your turn, scry two. So I can make four, two, four, three, threes. And if I want, I can even scry four. That is great. Harrow. Harrow is two and a green for an instant. It's an additional cost to cast this spell, sacrifice a land, and search your library for up to two basic land cards. Put them onto the battlefield, then shop your library. So either I can cast this before wart to ramp into it, or I can cast it after wart, and the additional cost will not get duplicated. So I will simply simply sacrifice one land and get four. That's great. Massive raid. Massive raid is one red red for an instant. Massive raid deals damage to target creature or player equal to the number of creatures you control. Uh, so if I duplicate that, and I have a lot of creatures, that's a lot of damage. Return of the Wild Speaker is four and a green for an instant. Draw, choose one. Draw cards equal to the greatest power among non-human creatures you control, or non-human creatures you control get plus three plus three until end of turn. Uh, Scatter the Seeds is three green green for an instant. Invoke, your creatures can help you cast a spell. Each creature you tap while casting this spell pays for one or one mana of that creature's color. And then you create three, three, one, one green sapperling creature tokens. Second harvest is two green green for an instant. For each token you control, create a token that's a copy of that permanent. So if I duplicate that, say I even only have two out. So I can create two more, and then I'll create four more, and I'll have eight. But if I have four, I'll have 16. It just gets broken really quickly when it's doubled. Spore Swarm is three and a green for an instant. Create three one one saprolings. Thrill of Possibility is one in a red for an instant. As an additional cost to cast the spell, discard a card. Draw two cards, so when it's duplicated, the additional cost will not be duplicated. I can pay one in a red, discard a card, and draw four cards. That is great. Acorn Harvest is three in a green for sorcery. 
put two one one green squirrel creature tokens into play. And then I could duplicate that. And then flashback one and a green play three life. And I can duplicate it again. Beastial Menace. Three green green for sorcery. Put a one one green snake creature token, a two two green wolf creature token, and a three three green elephant creature token onto the battlefield. So if I duplicate that, I get two of all of those. That is six creatures. Next, we have Burn at the Stake. Burn at the Stake is two red, red, red for sorcery. There's an additional cost to cast Burn at the Stake. Tap any number of untapped creatures you control. Burn at the Stake deals damage to target creature or player equal to three times the number of creatures tapped this way. Cathartic, that's a great way to kill your opponents. Cathartic Reunion is one in a red for a sorcery. This, as an additional cost to cast Cathartic Reunion, discard two cards, draw three cards. So if I duplicate it, I can discard two cards and cast it, and then I get to draw six cards. Next is Charter of the Squirrel, or Chatter of the Squirrel. Uh, green for sorcery, put a 1-1 green squirrel creature token into play. Flashback, one in a green. Collective Unconscious, four green green for sorcery, draw a card for each creature you control. Crashing Foothills, suspend four. Uh, rather than cast this card from your hand, you may pay green and exile it with four time counters on it. At the beginning of your upkeep, remove a time counter from it. When the last is removed, cast it without paying its mana cost. So Crashing Foothills does not actually have a mana cost. You can only suspend it. And you get to create two 4-4 four, four green rhino creature tokens with Trample. Which, may I remind you, you can duplicate. Crush of Worms is... Six, green, green, green for sorcery. Put three, six, six green worm creature tokens into play. Three, six, sixes, that's 18 power. And if you double it, that's 36 power. You can probably just kill someone. And you can flash it back for nine green, green, green. So that's a way to just end the game. Uh, Devil's Playground is for red, red for sorcery. Put four one-run red devil creature tokens into onto the battlefield. They have when this creature dies, it deals one damage to, to target creature or player. Elemental Appeal. Elemental Appeal is red, 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 red for sorcery. Kicker five. You may pay an additional five as you cast this spell. Put a seven-one red elemental creature token with trample and haste onto the battlefield. Exile it at the beginning of the next end step. If elemental appeal was kicked, that creature gets plus 7 plus 0 until end of turn. Azuri's Predation. Azuri's Predation is 5 green 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 for sorcery. For each creature your opponents control, put a 4-4 green beast creature token onto the battlefield. Each of those beasts fights a different one of those creatures. So, if I duplicate that for each creature my opponents control, I do that twice. So I will kill almost everything unless it has at least eight toughness. 
and sure, my some of my beasts might die, but I will be uh, left with a whole lot of beasts, and I'll probably be able to kill one or two people, maybe even everyone. Feral Incarnation. Is 8 and a green for sorcery. Convoke. Your creatures can help you cast this spell. Each creature you tap while casting this spell pays for one or one mana of that creature's color. Put three, three, three green beast creature tokens onto the battlefield. So that could be six. Fertile Imagination is two green green for a sorcery. Choose a card type. Target opponent reveals his or her hand. Put two one one green sapling creature tokens into play for each card of the chosen type revealed this way. Alright, so this is a great way to punish the player that just drew 20 cards. You know, there's always one of those players. And if you do it twice, you can choose the same person and have whatever permanent they have the most of, or whatever card type they have the most of. So you'll probably end up with a lot of 1-1s. Flaxen Intruder is green for a 1-2. Welcome Home is a sorcery adventure. Create three 2-2 green bear creature tokens. And when Flaxen Intruder deals combat damage to a player, you may sacrifice it. When you do, destroy target artifact or enchantment. Flurry of Horns is four and a red for sorcery. Put two, two, three red Minotaur creature tokens with haste onto the battlefield. Grizzly Fate. Grizzly Fate is three green, green for sorcery. Put two, two, two green bear creature tokens onto the battlefield. Threshold. Instead, put four, two, two green bear creature tokens into play. And you can flash it back. Growth Spasm. Growth Spasm is two and a green for sorcery. Search your library for a basic land card, put it onto the battlefield tapped, then shuffle your library. Put a 0-1 Colas Aldrazi spawn creature token onto the battlefield. It has sacrificed this creature. Add one to your mana pool. Alright, next up we have Harvest Season. Harvest Season is to an arena for a sorcery. Search your library for up to X basic land cards where X is the number of tapped creatures you control and put those cards onto the battlefield tapped. Then shuffle your library. Honor the God Pharaoh. Honor the God Pharaoh is two and a red for sorcery. As an additional cost to cast this spell, discard a card. Draw two cards, amass one. So, as I have noted before, if you copy it, you do not need to, to use to pay the additional cost again. So, you pay two and a red, you discard a card, and then you get to draw four cards and amass two. Horn Caller's Chant is seven and a green for sorcery. Put a four, four green rhino creature token with trample onto the battlefield, then populate. So, if I duplicate it, I could just create four, four fours, which ends up being a lot of damage. Next, we have Hunting Triad. Hunting Triad is three and a green for a tribal sorcery elf. Create three one one green elf warrior creature tokens. And reinforce three. Three and a green. Discard this card. Put three one one counters on target creature. Magmatic Insight. 
Magmatic Insight is red for sorcery. As an additional cost to cast Magmatic Insight, discard a land card. Draw two cards. Make Mischief is two and a red for sorcery. Make Mischief deals one damage to target to target creature or player. When it put a 1-1 one, one red devil creature token into onto the battlefield, it has when this creature dies, it deals one damage to target creature or player. Molten Birth is one red red for sorcery. Create two 1-1 one, one red elemental creature tokens, then flip a coin. If you win the flip, return Molten Birth to its owner's hand. One dozen eyes. Six and five and a green for sorcery. Choose one. Put a 5-5 five, five green beast creature token onto the battlefield. Or put 5-1-1 one, one green insect creature tokens onto the battlefield. And it has entwine. Green, green, green. Choose both if you pay the entwine cost. So, of course, we're going to pay the entwine cost. So, I can pay nine mana and duplicate it and get a five and get two five fives and ten one ones. Or I could just get one of each or whatever it is if I duplicate it when it's not. Or just worst case scenario, I can't duplicate it and I can't entwine it. I still can get five one ones or a five five. It's just good. Overwhelming Stampede is three green green for a sorcery until end of turn target until end of turn creatures you control gain trample and get plus x plus x where x is the greatest power among creatures you control. Pirates Pillage is three in a red for sorcery as an additional cost to cast Pirates Pillage. Discard a card, draw two cards, and create two colorless treasure artifact creature tokens with tap sacrifice this artifact. Add one mana of any color you mana pool. So, if you duplicate this, you get to draw four cards and create four treasures, which four is actually the cost of the spell, so it's free. And you got to draw four cards after only using one spell and discarding one card. That is great. Revel of the Fallen God is three red, red, green, green for sorcery. Put four two two red and green satyr creature tokens with haste onto the battlefield. Uh, Roar of the Worm is 6 in a green for sorcery. Create a 6-6 six, six green worm creature token. And flashback 3 in a green. Saprling Migration is 1 in a green for sorcery. Kicker 4. You may pay an additional 4 as you cast the spell. Create a 2-1-1 one, one green saprling creature tokens. If this spell was kicked, create 4 of those instead. So either create 4 after duplicating it, not kicked. Or you can create eight if you duplicate it kicked. Saffrolling Symbiosis. Saffrolling Symbiosis is three and a green for sorcery. You may play Saffrolling Symbiosis anytime you can play an instant if you pay two more to play it. Put a one one green Saffrolling creature token into play for each creature you control. So basically I just get to double my creatures. So say I just have Wart out. Wart and the two goblins Wart makes. Then I can create three. And then I can create well, six. So overall I will have nine saprolings just because I was able to duplicate it with the gob gobs. Satyr's cunning is red for sorcery. Create a one one red satyr creature token with this creature can't block. And escape two in a red, exile two other cards from your graveyard. So what you can do is you can use 
the satyrs to duplicate the escape. And then you can do that over and over, breaking even on the number of creatures you're creating and the number of creatures that you are using. Obviously, it runs out when you don't have any more cards to escape with. And, or you don't have mana. Savage Conception is three green green for sorcery. Put a three three green beast creature token into play. Retrace, you may cast this card from your graveyard by discarding a card in additional, a land card in addition to paying its other costs. So I can create two three threes, discard a land and do it again and use those three threes to duplicate it and get more three threes. Shamanic Revelation is three green green for sorcery. Draw a card for each creature you control. Ferocious, you gain four life for each creature you control with power four or greater. Spontaneous Generation is three and a green for a sorcery. Put a one one green sapling creature token into play for each card in your hand. Tempt with Vengeance is X and a red for a sorcery. Tempting offer. Put X one one red elemental creature tokens with haste on the battlefield. Each opponent may put X one one red elemental creature tokens with haste on the battlefield. For each player who does, put X11 red elemental creature tokens with haste onto the battlefield. So, what you do is you wait until you have a significant amount of mana. That, so that when you double it, you can threaten an opponent enough that they will care to not take the damage. So you threaten the first player. If they don't take both, then you will attack them. Then you threaten the second player. And then you just don't threaten the third player. They're the one that you want to kill. You might not even want to kill. If you really want to kill the second player, you might not threaten them. And you might just say and threaten to the third opponent. There's a lot of different ways you can do it. But if you just threaten the opponents, if you have enough, if none of them take it, then you will be fine. But... You have to be really careful when pulling this off because a lot of the time they'll just be like, no, you don't get it. So be careful. You don't want to, for that to happen because you probably can't kill them all at once. Next up is Tormenting Voice. Tormenting Voice is one in a red for sorcery. As an additional cost to cast this spell, discard a card. Draw two cards so you can draw four cards. Trumpeting Herd is two green green for sorcery. Create a five five green elephant creature token. Rebound, sorry, a three three. If you cast a spell from your hand, exile it as it resolves. At the beginning of your next upkeep, you may cast this card from exile without paying its mana cost. So I can cast it over and over again. Well, twice. And each time I'll get two three threes. Next up is Wild Guest. Wild Guest is red, red for sorcery. As an additional cost to cast Wild Guest, guess, discard a card and draw two cards. Wolf's Quarry is four green, green for sorcery. Create three, one, one green boar creature tokens with when this creature dies, create a food token. Next up is Alpha Authority. Alpha Authority is one in a green for an enchantment aura. Enchant creature. Enchanted creature has hexproof and can't be blocked by more than one creature. So you can enchant wart to protect wart. Next is aspect of mongoose. Aspect of mongoose is one in a green for an enchantment aura. Enchant creature. Enchanted creature can't be the target of spells or abilities. 
Win aspect of mongoose is put into a graveyard from play. Return aspect of mongoose to its owner's hand. Parallel lives is three and a green for an enchantment. If an effect would put one or more tokens onto the battlefield under your control, it puts twice that many of those tokens onto the battlefield instead. Alright, that is the deck. Uh, I just went over a lot of cards, but as I said before, it's a whole lot of cards that make tokens, and I duplicate them to make more tokens. And I just keep doing that over and over and over again, and I've got a lot of draw and a small amount of ramp. And I just do that over and over and over again until I can run people over with a pump effect. Alright, so that deck is rather pushed. But I decided that I was okay with that. All of the data I have looked at from the collection statistics has made me think that I can run a little bit more pushed cards. And this next deck is rather pushed, but it runs a lot of super niche cards that wouldn't get run in many other places. This is a Ludovic Necron Alchemist and Fivos Soul Tender partner deck. Ludovic Necron Alchemist is one blue red for a 1-4 legendary creature human wizard. At the beginning of each player's end step, that player may draw a card if a player other than you lost life this turn. And it has partner with Ravro's Soul Tender. Ravro's Soul Tender, it, Soul Tender is three white black for a legendary creature human cleric flying. Other creatures you control get plus one plus one. And at the beginning of your upkeep, you may return target creature card from your graveyard to your hand. So these commanders are basically just placeholders. I'm running them for the colors. Um, the hidden commander of the deck is Zedru the Greathearted. Zedru the Greathearted is one red, white, one red, white, blue for a 2-4 legendary creature Minotaur Monk. At the beginning of your upkeep, you gain X life and draw X cards, where X is the number of permanents you own that your opponents control. And red, white, blue, target opponent gains control of target permanent you own. Sorry, you control. So, Basically, the idea is to donate my opponents my permanence and sometimes even my spells. So, let's begin with the cards. Avarice Totem is one for an artifact. Five, exchange control of Avarice Totem and target non-land permanent. Crown of Doom. Three, for an artifact, whenever a creature attacks you or a planeswalker you control, it gets plus two plus zero. And two, Target player other than Crown of Doom's owner gains control of it. Activate this ability only during your turn. Gauntlets of Chaos. 5 for an artifact. 5. Sacrifice Gauntlets Gauntlets of Chaos. Exchange control of target artifact, creature, or land. You control for the same... You control of target permanent for... Of the same type that an opponent controls. Bury all enchantments on those permanents. All auras. Immortal Coil is two block black for an artifact. Tap, remove two cards from in your graveyard from the game. Draw a card. If, a, if damage would be dealt to you, prevent that damage. Remove a card in your graveyard from the game for each one damage prevented this way. When there are no cards in your graveyard, 
you lose the game. So if you donate this to someone that has no cards in, the gra in their graveyard, they will just lose the game. But you have to be careful to have cards in your graveyard because you could also lose the game when you get it back when they die. Jinxed Choker is three for an artifact. At the end of your turn, target opponent gains control of Jinxed Choker and puts a charge counter on it. At the beginning of your upkeep, Jinxed Choker deals damage to you equal to the number of charge counters on it. Three, put a charge counter on Jinxed Choker or remove one from it. So basically, it just deals damage and I can give it to someone. Uh, Jinxed Idol. Uh, Jinxed Idol is two for an artifact, and at the beginning of your upkeep, Jinxed Idol deals two damage to you. Sacrifice a creature, target opponent gains control of Jinxed Idol. Jinxed Ring is two for an artifact. Whenever any card is put into your graveyard from the play, Jinxed Ring deals one damage to you. Sacrifice a creature, target opponent gains control of Jinxed Ring. Sphere of, Sphere of the Suns is two for an artifact. Sphere of the Suns enters the battlefield tapped in with three charge counters on it. Tap, remove a charge counter from Sphere of the Suns, add one mana of any color to your mana pool. So, once you have used all three charge counters, you could just give them an artifact that does nothing. Confusion in the ranks is three red red for an enchantment. Whenever an artifact, creature, or enchantment comes into play, its controller chooses target permanent or another player. Another player controls that shares a type with it. Exchange control of those permanents. Conjured currency. Five in a blue for an enchantment. At the beginning of your upkeep, you may exchange control of conjured currency and target permanent you neither own nor control. Demonic pact is two black black for an enchantment. At the beginning of your upkeep, choose one that hasn't been chosen. Demonic pact deals four damage to target creature or player and you gain four life. Target opponent discards two card, cards, draw two cards, and you lose the game. Eyes Everywhere is two and a blue for an enchantment at the beginning of your upkeep. Scry one, five and a blue, exchange control of Eyes Everywhere and target non-land permanent. Activate this ability only anytime you can cast a sorcery. So, so far the cards have either been things that allow me to exchange control or things that make my opponents lose the game or have some massive downside. Well, we haven't gotten to those yet. Forbidden Crypt is three black black for an enchantment. Whenever you would draw a card, instead return target card from your graveyard to your hand. If you can't, you lose the game. Whenever a card would be put into your graveyard, instead remove that card from the game. Hive Mind is five and a blue for an enchantment. Whenever a player casts an instant or sorcery spell, each other player copies that spell. Each of those players may choose new targets for his or her copy. Uh, Illusions of Grandeur. Sorry. Uh, Hivemind is great because it allows me to quote unquote donate my instant and sorcery spells. Illusions of Grandeur is three in a blue for an enchantment. Cumulative upkeep two. When Illusions of Grandeur comes into play, gain 20 life. When the Illusions of Grandeur leaves play, lose 20 life. Effects that prevent or redirect this damage cannot be used to counter this loss of life. So, you gain 20 life, you donate it to an opponent, and eventually, they will lose 20 life, or just pay a lot of
next up we have Lich. Lich is black, 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 black for an enchantment. You lose all life. If you if you gain life later in the game, instead draw one card from your library for each life. For each point of damage you suffer, you may destroy one of your cards in play. Creatures destroyed in this way cannot be regenerated. You lose if this enchantment is destroyed or if you suffer a point of damage without sending a card to the graveyard. Uh, so you just donate this to someone that's not likely to gain life, and you're good. They will probably lose pretty quickly. Nefarious Lich is black, 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 black for an enchantment. If you would be dealt damage, remove that many cards in your graveyard from the game instead. If you can't, you lose the game. If you would gain life, draw, draw that many cards instead. And when Nefarious Lich leaves play, you lose the game. So, either give it to someone and then remove it, or... Give it to someone that doesn't have any cards in the graveyard, so that if they're dealt damage, they just lose the game. Perplexing Chimera is 4 and a blue for 3-3 three, three enchantment creature Chimera. Whenever an opponent casts a spell, you may exchange control of perplex Perplexing Chimera and that spell. If you do, you may choose new targets for the spell. Puka's Mischief is 3 and a blue for an enchantment. At the beginning of your upkeep, you may exchange control of target non-land permanent you control and target non-land permanent and opponent controls with an equal or lesser converted mana cost. All right, next up is Statecraft. Statecraft is three and a blue for an enchantment. Uh, prevent all combat damage that would be dealt to and by creatures you control. So if you donate it to an opponent, they can't deal damage. Next up is sorceries. Cultural evolution is for blue blue for sorcery. Choose any number of target creatures. Choose any number of creatures target player controls. Choose the same number of creatures another target player controls. Those players exchange control of those creatures. So I could just swap like four or five creatures and get a huge amount of value off of Zedru. Next up, we have Donate. Donate is Tuna Blue for Sorcery. Target player gains control of target permanent you control. Next up is Harmless Offering. Harmless Offering is 2 and a red for sorcery. Target opponent gains control of target permanent you control. So, again, it's just a way to give your opponents your stuff. Juxtapose is 3 and a blue for sorcery. You and target player exchange control of the creature you control with the highest converted mana cost. Then ex exchange control of artifacts the same way with the highest converted mana cost. Liger... Legger Domain is 2 blue blue for sorcery. Permanently exchange control of target artifact or creature for control of target permanent of the same type. Political Trickery is 2 and a blue for sorcery. Choose target land you control and target land and opponent controls. Exchange control of those lands. So basically, it just kind of switches them and I can get benefit from that. Role Reversal is blue, blue, red for sorcery. Exchange control of two target permanents that share a permanent type. Shifting Loyalties. Shifting Loyalties is for five and a blue for sorcery. Exchange control of two target permanents that share a card type. Shrewd Negotiation. 
four and a blue sorcery exchange control of target artifact you control and target artifact or creature you don't control switcheroo is five four and a blue for sorcery exchange control of two target creatures you know one of the weird things about exchanging control is it actually costs more mana than stealing stuff so yeah don't don't play those cards they're pretty bad Abyssal Persecutor is two black black for a creature demon. Flying Trample. You can't win the game and your opponents can't lose the game. So, I can just donate that. And then I can't lose. And they can't win. So that's good. Unless they have like a Sacrifice Outlet or something. If they have a Sacrifice Outlet, this deck is pretty screwed. Uh, a Kruhan Horse is four for an uh, zero four artifact creature horse defender. When a Kruhan Horse enters the battlefield, an opponent gains control of it. At the beginning of your upkeep, each opponent creates a one one white soldier creature token. Avaracious Dragon is two red red for four four flying dragon. At the beginning of your draw step, draw an additional card. At the beginning of your end step, discard your hand. So yeah. Somebody's gonna have to discard their entire hand. Bazaar Trader is one in a red for creature goblin. Tap, target player gains control of target artifact, creature, or land you control. And it's a 1-1. One, one. Bronze Bombshell is four for an artifact creature construct. When a player other than Bron Bronze, Bo Bronze Bombshell's owner controls it, that player sacrifices it. If the player does, Bronze bombshell, bomb, bronze bombshell deals seven damage to him or her. Next is Chrome Shell Crab. Chrome Shell Crab is four and a blue for a three-three creature crab beast. Morph. You may cast this card face down as a two-two creature for three. Turn it face up any time for its morph cost. When Chrome Shell Crab is turned face up, you may exchange control of target creature you control and target creature an opponent controls. Next up is Cinder Giant. Cinder Giant is three and a red for Summon Giant. During your upkeep, Cinder Giant deals two damage to each other creature you control. So, I can just deal a lot of damage to my creatures, which I don't care about. I don't have, I only have 23 creatures, but my commanders, technically, Ravos would die, but that's fine, because I'm just going to donate it. Next is Daring Thief. Daring Thief is 3 and a blue for 2-3 creature human rogue. When inspired, whenever Daring Thief becomes untapped, you may exchange control of target non-land permanent you control and target permanent opponent controls. That shares a card type with it. Jin of Infinite Deceits is four blue blue for two seven flying Jin. Tap exchange control of two target non-legendary creatures. You can't activate this ability during combat. Next up is Gilded Drake. Gilded Drake is one in a blue for three three flying. When Gilded Drake comes into play, exchange control of Gilded Drake for target creature one of your opponent's controls or sacrifice gilded drake so it's just a way to steal one of your opponent's things and they end up with a creature goblin cadets is red for 2-1 whenever goblin cadets blocks or becomes blocked target opponent gains control of it 
This removes goblin cadets from combat. Grid monitor is 4446 artifact creature. You can't play creature spells. You have to be really careful with this because you might end up screwed for a while if you don't donate this immediately. Humble Defector is one in red for 2-1. Tap, draw two cards. Target opponent gains control of Humble Defector. Activate this ability only during your turn. Next is Phyrexian Infiltrator. Phyrexian, in, um, Phyrexian Infiltrator is two in a black for 2-2. Two, two. two blue, blue. Exchange control of Phyrexian Infiltrator and target creature. So just give this to someone that doesn't have blue. Rust Elemental is 4444, Artifact Creature Elemental with flying. At the beginning of your upkeep, sacrifice an artifact other than Rust Elemental. If you can't, tap Rust Elemental and you lose 2 life. It's an if you can't, so you don't really get the choice. Sky Swallower is 3 blue blue for Creature Leviathan. When Sky Swallower comes into play, target opponent gains control of all other permits you control. So, there's a lot of different ways this can go. For one, I could just donate all of my stuff and hopefully I have something that makes them lose the game and then I will get it all back. For another, I can donate it while it's on the stack and they will have to give away all their permanents. And there's a whole lot of other things you, I can do with it, but I also have to be really careful because if it's not one of those two things, it's bad because I lose all of my permanents. Uh, sleeper agent. Sleeper Agent is black for a 3-3. When Sleeper Agent comes into play, target opponent gains control of it. And at the beginning of your upkeep, Sleeper Agent deals 2 damage to you. Spawn Broker is 2 and a blue for a creature human wizard. When Spawn Broker comes into play, you may exchange control of target creature you control and target creature with power less than or equal to that creature's power and opponent controls. Next is Steel Golem. Steel Golem is three for a three for. You can't play creature spells. So if I donate that, they can't play it, but I have to be really careful with it. Treacherous Pit Dweller is black black for four three with undying. And when Treacherous Pit Dweller enters the battlefield from a graveyard, target opponent gains control of it. Undying, yes, it would enter from a graveyard. So an opponent gains control of it. Vidalkin Piant Plotter is 2 and a blue for a 1-1. One, one. When Vidalkin Plotter enters the battlefield, exchange control of land, target land you control and target land an opponent controls. Next is Witch Engine. Witch Engine is four, 5 and a black for a 4-4 four, four summon horror. Swamp Walk. If defending player controls the swamp, this creature is unblockable. And tap add black 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 to your mana pool. Target opponent gains control of Witch Engine. Zedger the Great Hearted is one red, white, blue for three or two, four. Legendary creature Minotaur Monk. At the beginning of your upkeep, you gain X life and draw X cards, where X is the number of permanents you own that your opponents control. Red, white, blue, target opponent gains control of target permanent you control. So it's just sticking with the theme. All of these cards help me with the theme. Next up is Pendant of Prosperity. Pendant of Prosperity is three for an artifact. 
and it has when pendant uh sorry pendant of prosperity enters the battlefield under the control of an opponent of your choice two tap draw a card then you may put a land card from your hand onto the battlefield pendant of prosperity's owner draws a card then that player may put a land card from their hand onto the battlefield all right next we have pact of negation Pact of Negation is zero for an instant counter target spell. At the beginning of your next upkeep, you may pay three blue blue if you don't lose the game. So first of all, it's a counter spell, which is great. Second of all, if I donate it using either the Hive Mind, which is five and a blue for an enchantment. Whenever a player casts an instant or sorcery player spell, each other player copies that spell. Each of those players may choose new targets for his or her copy. Or with Sudden Substitution, which I haven't gone over yet, is two blue-blue for an instant split second. As long as this spell is on the stack, players can't cast spells or activate abilities that aren't mana abilities. Exchange control of target non-creature spell and target creature. Then the spell's controller may choose new targets for it. So I can give my opponent or opponents that, and they will have to pay that on their upkeep, and if they can't, they lose the game. Next is Pact of the Titan. Pact of the Titan is zero for an instant. Pact of the Titan is red. You may put a 4-4 red giant creature token into play. At the beginning of your act, keep pay for one red. If you don't, you lose the game. Same idea. Reigns of Power is two blue blue for an instant. Untap all creatures you control and all creatures target opponent controls. You and that opponent each gain control of all creatures the other controls until end of turn. Those creatures gain haste until end of turn. So you just swap for a turn, which will probably kill them. Shifting Borders is three and a blue for an instant arcane. Exchange control of two target lands. Slaughter Pact is zero for an instant. Destroy target non-black creature. At the beginning of your next upkeep, pay two and a black. If you don't, you lose the game. Sudden Substitution is two blue blue for an instant split second. Exchange control of target non-creature spell and target creature. Then the spell's controller may choose new targets for it. So, that is the deck. Oh, there's also a homeward path, which is a land tap, add colorless, or tap. Each player gains control of all creatures he or she, he or she, she owns. 17 islands, 8 mountains, 3 plains, 9 swamps. Alright, so that's the deck. The idea is I just exchange control or give my opponents stuff that I don't want, that I would love for them to have because they have horrible downsides. And yeah, uh, they can lose the game and I feel like this deck would perform surprisingly well because in the beginning of the game, people wouldn't care and you would just kind of be left alone. And then at some point you'd figure out how to just combo off and kill everyone. So that is the deck. These two decks, I feel like they were a little bit pushed but with, I don't know, like in the past, I have been, I think a little bit conservative. So I just had these two be a little bit more pushed than usual. Um, I think next week I'm gonna try and find a middle ground in between these two. I'm just going to start with a quick disclaimer. 
I have a placeholder episode for when I cannot make an episode for a week so that I don't miss a week. But that placeholder episode does affect my collection data. So it does not match up perfectly with the decks that I have already shown. There are two more decks and they are on my Architect account if you wish to see them. Alright, well, I'm gonna go over the data anyways. So, we have 714 cards with, with an estimated value of $700. And we have still vast majority creatures. And we're talking about 55% creatures probably, and then small amounts of other types. Now, for the graph of which colors are most represented, it is much more even now. Uh, it needs a small amount more red and a small amount more multicolor, but I don't know if that counts. Multicolor, that is. Um, so I should probably figure out the ratios of the different colors in Magic, and next week I will come back and see if it matches up with that. But I am on a good track. So, Again, I have the issue. I'm running 325 uncommons, 212 uncommons, sorry, 325 commons, 212 uncommons, 160 rares, and 17 mythics. As I have covered in the past, there's actually a pretty even distribution of those. 7.3k commons, 6.6k commons, 6.2k rares, and 1k mythics. So, I need to bump up the uncommon, rare, and even mythic count. Uh, mythic should be more like one-sixth of the rest, so I should have 50 mythics, like 300 rares, and like 310 uncommons, roughly. So I need to bring in some more uncommons and rares, which is one of the many reasons that I thought I was being conservative in the past. All right, it is time for the card of the week. The card of the week this week is Nyx Lotus. Nyx Lotus is four for a legendary artifact. Nyx Lotus comes into play tapped. Tap, choose a color, add an amount of mana of that color equal to your devotion of that color. So what I'm trying to figure out is what are the odds? How many am I gonna get in order for how many car how much mana does this have to be able to tap for the turn after I play it in order to be playable? And how likely is that to happen? So I'm just gonna start off by saying I only managed to I only analyzed mono white for this sample. Uh, I'm just making this opinion from completely monocolored decks because it would be even worse in multicolored decks. And the numbers were so polarizing that I decided it, would, it was not worth analyzing other colors. While there might be a little bit more, the significant change in numbers would not be likely. Alright, so in mono white, there were an average of 
4.5 cards in each deck that had a double pip that you would cast before turn four or on turn four before Nyx Lotus and you'd cast Nyx Lotus on turn five. And there were 16 average single and 0.18 average triple, but I just decided to discount that. So in order to be playable, I would want Nyx Lotus to tap for at least five. And that would be the turn after I play it before playing anything else. So what I did was I counted doubles as two cards. So that gives me 25 cards on average that would give me a pip. Uh, obviously that's not a great way to measure it, but I simply didn't know a better way. So I just did that. So that came out really low. There's a 7% chance that you have that. And in order for it to be 80%, you have to play 57 cards that, I, that you would play before turn three. And incredible luck. You would have to curve out like crazy. Nyx Lotus is simply not playable. In order for it to be comparable to cards such as Thrand Dynamo, it has to tap for five mana because of the risk that it can't tap and because of the fact that it enters tapped. Because it might just tap for nothing. So in conclusion, Nyx Lotus is actually terrible. There's a lot of debate about this and it's not even just that it enters tapped. It's that when it does untap, it's not even gonna tap for that much mana. So if you're running it, cut it, or at least think about it. Do some math, figure out what the odds of it, what it's likely to tap for, and then just replace it with a Thran Dynamo or a Gilded Lotus. Thanks for listening. You can find my personal architect at I'm a Johnny, A J O H N N Y. You can find my commander quest and with the link in the description below. You can find my commander quest account with the link in the description below or at commander quest. You can see the link to my collection statistics in the description and my website. You can also visit my YouTube channel commander's contingencies also there's a link in the description below i will also post any relevant links such as the decks that i went over or if there's any news i will post links to my source or things that have more information i will see you next week oh there will also be time blocks to tell you what times certain things in the episode are happening.